Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another exciting episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up this morning, and giving me the activities of my limbs. I'm trying not to show too much cleavage. You know, I'm trying to get my sexy back, but I think today I'm showing too much sexy. So, that's neither here nor there which kind of leads to today's topic. Now, yesterday we talked about some things that was very interesting, and it kind of led to some emotional things. But today's topic is entitled, Hiding Behind Your Pain. Now, we talk about hiding behind your pain. Pain is something that everyone will experience. Such can vary in degrees and types. However, Hiding one's pain can cause difficulties in relationships as well as one's overall physical health and mental health. So if you are available, you want to call in, you want to join me on Facebook Live, feel free to to do so. Just I can bring you in. But if you want to call in on the show, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because when we talk about and bring up these subjects, is to help individuals and provide access that some individuals may have never even heard of or didn't even know even existed. So that's why I do what I do. Now, many of you know that, like I said, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I am a licensed marriage family therapist, and I work with individuals from all walks of life. So some of the things that I talk about is not only have to do with my personal life, things that I've learned within my profession, as well as working with clients, things that I've heard from other people, including family members or friends. So this is about sharing. The only thing that I ask you to do if you call in on the show is please be respectful. It's okay to disagree. We cannot disrespect. So let me log in the first caller. Give me one second. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I'm good. That is great. Thank you. I, for I am me. doing good. You're just doing good. You didn't see my Facebook post where it says, I'm fine. And they say, what does I'm fine mean? Esther, needy, insecure, and emotional. But I'm fine. I'm you not, know. Actually, I'm, I'm not kind of, doing fine. I'm I'm standing I'm standing at a medical road right now and um, revisiting um, having to look at cancer again. And um, really scared. Because, okay, well, we can talk um, about that later, Nancy. We can talk about that because you know what? God is not an order. You're not supposed to be operating in fear. You count it all joy. So don't get to the point to where you can come in, to where you just afraid and operating in fear. I got my cousin joining me with her mask on. So she, she wanted to know, we're talking about what I said when I talked about fine meaning effed up, insecure, needy, and emotional. Wow. So we start talking about, because, you know, my daughter taught me, Ruby, when I when people would say, how you doing? Mm-hmm. It's like, do they really want to know how you doing? Or are they just saying it to be nice, to start a conversation? Because when I start off, I'd be like, well, you really don't want to know. Right. I say that all the time. And when I ask somebody, how you doing? They say, fine, how you really doing? How you really doing? really doing that really get somebody to open up. Correct. Correct. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today as we're talking about hiding behind your pain because we have individuals that are impossible. 
Yes, individuals. It's like they say, you don't know my story, but you're looking at my glory. You don't know what I've been through. Now, when we start talking about that, one of the, I wrote down some questions, and one of them was, why do we try to conceal our hurt feelings, our pain? Nancy, why do people conceal it? Why? Oh, the reason the reason why I conceal it is because it's pride. Pride, pride gets in the way of really expressing how you feel. A lot of times, people don't really want to know how you're feeling. Mhm. I like that. And um, so you get yourself in a busy momentum, like, okay, you're constantly working, you're doing a lot of overtime just to bury yourself into work. Mm-hmm. And during this time I've been off since September, I've learned, I've really, I have really learned about myself. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't, you can't fake it to make it all the time. you got to just, be real with yourself. You gotta feel the emotions, and mm-hmm. it at times it's just like for me myself. Well, you know why what? do I have to go through this again? Got you. You know, um, Nancy. I used to ask one of my co-therapists. I used to be like, "Why me, Lord? Why I gotta go?" And she would tell me, "Why not you? God knows He can trust you." But I said, if God give me, this is more than I can bear. One girl, one time I went to the altar, and I, the altar at church, I said, Lord, you got me confused with somebody else because I can't deal with all this. This is just a tad bit too much for me. Now, when we talk about pain, and I'm going to get back to what you were talking about, Nancy, because pride is huge. And also it's a learned behavior because we think it also has to do with strength. i got to show that I'm strong. i got to, you know, I grew up in a female-predominant family. My family, we wasn't allowed to cry. My mother used to say, which crime mm-hmm. do I need to cry about? Or she would say these things, but see, but that had nothing to do with strength because we were in so much pain that we, it comes out in what you do. It comes out, and you know we just realized, realized we, um, I don't say realized, we just dealt with this recently, Riri. It comes out in what you say. Your pain comes out of your mouth. It comes out in your behavior, and the problem is if you conceal it, it will mask itself and come out into other things, and everybody don't know what you're going through. They don't know what you've been through or even that you're in pain unless you tell them, but they may not understand, and that's okay. But when we talk about hiding behind your pain, I want the listeners to know that can be dangerous and can be detrimental, and there is help available. So I want to get to this, and I, I wrote down some things on Facebook, and, and I said, like I said, pain can present itself in a variety of ways, therefore another may not know what you may be going through. And I remember being a, a, I was a teenager, I believe, and I was one, I used to terrorize the neighborhood. I used to be the neighborhood little bully, take people food, do all of this stuff. And I remember it took years, Riri, a guy that I have been known since elementary school told me, he said, Jeanette, in school you was always cute, but you was mean. You was so mean to people. And I never realized I was mean. You know, I had a my next door neighbor of over girl been knowing each other since we were five years old called me and said, Jeanette, I'm ready to make a sandwich. Do I need to make two? Because he was so used to me running outside, grabbing his food, taking his food, beating him up. You know, but 
one guy told me, and I'll never forget his name was, I called him Parnell, but his name was Purcell, and I didn't realize that, so I apologize to him one day. Girl, uh, girl, girl named, man named Purcell. The man told me, a frown ain't nothing but a smile. No, we say, a smile ain't nothing but a frown turned upside down. And it took years before I realized what he was telling me. What he was telling me was, while I'm out here beating folks up, terrorizing the neighborhood, threatening, I was in pain. I was in, it was stuff going on in my home that I didn't even know that I was in pain and I was inflicting it out on others based on my behavior, but I was always little cute, little skinny little girl, some straight-A student. People didn't realize what I was going through. That's why they say hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. You're right. You're right. That's good. Because hurt people will hurt people and not even realize that they're hurting someone. Because I didn't know, didn't know the pain that I inflicted on other people. I remember I was in my 40s or something. I went to a party one night in Compton. And a young man saw me that I had been known since he was five years old. But the man told me he was mad at me for 40 years because I, I beat up his best friend in the first grade. I'm like, you've been holding on to that all that time? But I didn't realize the pain that I also caused other people. And, Nancy, one of the things that you indicated is, and I got it written down, is overcompensation. Sometimes we overcompensate. It's like a body part. My right leg is, if my right knee is sore, I'm going to overcompensate by using my left knee. So we overcompensate. So let me log on the next caller because we have another caller calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 8-0. How are you doing? Yes, ma'am. Hi, this is Josette X. Good morning. How are you doing? Thank you for being on my I'm Facebook. I'm Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I want you to know I appreciate you. And, you know, when individuals mm-hmm. connect with me, I do my best to reach out to connect back with them by providing this information, mm-hmm. and you know what? That was all on me yesterday, because yes. just like today, I waited to the last minute to put this information out, <laughs> and I need to do better. I really do. But what do you want to well, add to this okay. as we're talking about hiding behind your pain? Because we see kids do it, we see teenagers do it, and we even see adults and even seniors do it. It's like a learned mm-hmm. behavior. Learn to be silent. Don't tell nobody. You know, don't don't ask for no help. What, what do you want to add to okay. this topic? Oh, I'm going to make a long story short. Um, this topic hits home with me because I, I grew up as an, uh, I was an abused child, you know, um, physically, sexually, not penetration, but just men in my family touching on me. And so um, I grew up real angry, real angry. And in my mother's household, it was a house of incest, but I didn't discover it until I got in middle school and kind of, you know, found out what was going on. Um, so I grew up angry. I was always fighting. I was always yelling, screaming. I didn't trust people. And I didn't, know, mm-hmm. I didn't have no idea I was behaving that way. I kept getting in trouble in school, getting bad grades. I was a ball of fire. But I wasn't mm-hmm. aware of it. And then as I got older and um, had counseling, um, took sex education in class, stuff like that, and realized some things that was going on with me wasn't supposed to be so. So, and I had yeah. wrote a poem about it, but I had grew up thinking, you know, to be loved was touched, to be touched was to be loved, and that wasn't a good thing to do. So as I got older, and I heard a young lady on your call, uh, from I heard it today from yesterday, how she just leaned toward God. And with me, as I went on my mm-hmm. spiritual journey, um, and I learned to pray and to give things to God and to journal and write things out. 
you know, he revealed things to me. Even if I wasn't all the way baked as a Christian, I was a hypocrite in a whole nine, he heard my cry. Mm-hmm. And so I learned to give it to him, to pray to him. And as I grew older, you know, you said, too, you know better, you do better, which is not just a cliche, it's life. And as I learned better, everything I uh, came across and I made changes and I asked God to make the changes. That I don't know how, you know, I don't know how to, you know, to make the changes in. Then I got better. I wasn't so bitter. I knew how, I learned how to release and forgive and forget. Not so much forget, but to release and move on. And to the point where, when I see certain people who had done me wrong or mistreated me or touched me the wrong way, and I, the way the person I am now, when I see them, I can embrace them and hug them and make, mm-hmm. make them force them to feel they've been forgiven and they, they have no more control over my life. But I was in and out of relationships. I didn't trust people. I mean, I was just a mess. Mm-hmm. And I was hiding them. I hid behind my pain. I, you know, God gave me a beautiful smile. I was always smiling. But nobody knew the hell I was enduring behind that smile. They don't oh, have so a beautiful. clue. You got a nice smile. Absolutely. You didn't have a clue. And so, <laughs> so what I did, I started journaling and not knowing it was going to turn into poetry, I was just writing stuff down, you know. And then I read it to someone. She said, girl, you got something. I'm like, I got what? Because I had lacked self-confidence. I didn't have no uh, no self-esteem. My mother, she, oh, she was a mess. And when she told me, you know, when I was young, oh, you ain't going to be not good for nothing for laying on your back and being permissive. I was promiscuous because nobody taught me nothing. I didn't know nothing about nothing. And like I said, I thought sex was love and love was sex. So I'm popping out babies with different men, getting married with different men, things wasn't working out right. But then when God like, hold up, you got more potential than that. Let me show you who you are. I was able to stand up and fight against them demons, and I was writing that when I was going through. You know, so when I learned, I said, you know what? I don't have to be. And even with T.D. Jakes, when I heard him, woman, thou art loose, and I think because I need a bias, no more sheets. I mean, I was dipping, dabbing in everything. And see, everything don't work for everybody because they're not ready. But I believe as God saw fit, as I put my pinky toe in the water, then he pulled my leg. As I put my knee in, he pulled my thigh. So as I was willing, and he was showing me different things because he knew exactly what tools and who they should come from to open me up and help me. You know, so it's a lot. Like, so as of today... Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That is powerful. So as of today, real quick, as of, <laughs> as of today, um, there's some things that I still think of that people have done to me, but mm-hmm. it has some more power over me. So now when I there's- smile, my smile is real. And so when someone hurts me now, I'm like, okay, you know what? I know what this is. I'm going to pray for mm-hmm. you. I'm going to forgive you in advance, but I ain't going to let you hurt me again. Because you're not going to rob me of my life. They live in life. They going on doing a new thing, and you still walling in your piss. You still hurt. And you know what? And that's so the thing. Me first. Sometimes we stay and we get stuck in that pain, and we it's like the fight, fight, or freeze. We get stuck. Yes. And that's how we yes. that's other people. Because, like I said, we yesterday we talked about – Loving a broken person because sometimes that pain yes, is ma'am. that brokenness, and you may not know what it is. Yes. Like I said, the emotional pain, the abuse, the you know, the books you just said, I got up in my room because I used to love me, so I need to buy them no more sheets. And, and we have to learn how to take care of ourselves, even if we wasn't nurtured. I had to learn with my mother. She just didn't know no better. You know, she she yes, did the best she could, but she knew. And now it's yeah. time for me to figure it out. If my teeth hurt, I can't go over and talk about my toe hurt. I can't go to the doctor for my toe when it's my tooth. So we got to be go able to acknowledge it, <laughs> feel it, and do something about it. Now I've got callers on the line. Yes, Let ma'am. me log on these 
callers because I don't want to leave nobody out. That's fine. Go Hi, ahead. Welcome to Participant Nikki Miss Lock Talk Radio, number ending in 2 2. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? You know what? I'm well. I'm well. My health is well. I'm doing, I'm doing great. I'm doing the best I can. So thank you for joining in. I know I had not talked to you in a while either. But what do you want to tell the listeners as we talk about today, hiding behind your pain? Because, you know, I like the way uh, the First Lady shared it. She set herself free. You know, she took that pain and gave it to God versus putting it off on somebody else. Because that's when we start talking about codependency. We have individuals with narcissistic personalities. We got all this stuff going on. But we got to give it to a higher power because sometimes we can't endure all of that. That's just too much. Way too much. So, what do you want to um, add to this topic? Well, I, I would agree with her, and you know, if you don't talk about it, you're just gonna wallow in your pain. So, it's, you have mm-hmm. to talk about it and let it go and move on. And right. if, you know, it's hard to do, but you know, you just have to, especially with everything that's going on. With a lot of people are, I know, like angry and in pain, I guess they could say, uh, over this COVID stuff, which is a whole other, you know, it's not just about, sometimes it's not just about, you know, what's gone in their life, but because of what's gone on the last couple of years, it's changed so many people. Right. And so right. many people are angry and upset over all the stuff. So, and that, I mean, I under, I can understand that. I mean, it's, it is frustrating but there's nothing you can do about it, so you're just going to have to, you know, try to let it go and deal with it and hopefully not let it pull you under. Correct. Well, what we're doing is even with the pain, you've got to learn to adapt to a new lifestyle. Yes, COVID is around, it's, it's going to be around, looks like, but we got to do better and make sure that we save ourselves and educate ourselves and be advocate, uh, advocate for ourselves is basically what we need to do. But I want to piggyback on something when we're talking about anger. Anger is a valid emotion. But the problem is we look at a person's face and say, oh, they mad. It's like I just had a friend left. He didn't even say bye because he probably thought I was mad. I had an attitude. I ain't mad. I ain't got time for that. The thing is the brain will use anger to hide pain, and that's what we were taught. We would look at a person's face and try to tell a person how they were feeling or what they were going through. And all you got to do is talk to them. So when we talk about anger, I, when I work with my clients, they have what's called like an anger iceberg and Victor Mouse. I see you, Victor. You can call in. Yes, Victor was the one that told me I was cute, but I was mean as a kid, and I didn't realize what I did. <laughs> Girl, he brought it to my attention. I was like, what? He was like, you were so mean. <laughs> Girl, now he on Facebook looking at us. I'm going to call in, Victor. Call in. So, but when we talk about anger, and on top of the iceberg is the anger is what we see. And that's based on what we see people acting out. It's like kids, we say that kid, that kid is bad. That kid is, no, we don't need to put those words into that kid's spirit. Because sometimes it's not that they're bad, they're mad, or they're angry. And under the anger to be emotions like disappointment, betrayal, lack of trust, guilt, it's so much other stuff that can be up under the anger. The anger is what we see. Now, I've got another caller logged on. Let me log this person in because I don't want them to wait too long. Hello, Christianette. I apologize, Mama G. <laughs> I was trying to get you in there, Mama G. How are you doing? I love you. 
Hello. I'm you know what, girl? Because you know we we you know we've been knowing each other for years, so we know about some pain and how to hide it and put makeup on it. You know because that's what people do. They become promiscuous. Some people turn to drugs. Some people turn to relationships. Some people turn to gambling. People turn to a lot of different things because they don't know how to deal with what they're dealing with with that pain. So, Mama G, what do you want to add to the show as we're talking about hiding behind your pain? Well, um, I was listening. I I used to, what I do now is I write my anger out mm-hmm. because of the fact, and then I read the word. Now, I was in an a incident where my son, who's a talented drummer, was disrespected right in the church. So I had to go home and pray about this. I said, I'll never speak to that person again. But someone said, be the bigger person and say hello. I said, good morning to that person, and they put up their finger and nodded their head like, no, don't talk to me. And then the Bible says when they don't, when they don't re, uh, receive you, you, you dust your feet off and keep moving. Now when mm-hmm. I see that person in church, he's invisible, and I feel, because I did what I was supposed to do. I don't, when he told me, no, that he didn't want to talk to me, don't talk to him, I, when I see him, he's invisible to me. But I wrote yeah. that down. I wrote that yeah. down. You have to write that down and, and get it out. See, once you write it out, it, it, it goes out of your brain for a minute. Right. And then you can go back and read about it. But you don't forget right. about it because you don't let that person put you in that situation again. Now, if, if if he was if that person was sick or they needed help financial help, I would do that because that's being a Christian person. But mm-hmm. socializing with them, having a conversation with them, I don't have to because he let me don't know he didn't want me to say hello to him, so I don't. But if he needed my help, as the word says, you're supposed to help those who are in need of help. I would do that. But I don't have mm-hmm. to talk to anybody anymore. Once you let me know you have no respect for me, we move on. And it goes back to when I was talking about sometimes you don't know what, you, what a person is going through. I had a supervisor one time, and I had the utmost respect for this supervisor. And people were trying to get her fired. They were doing things behind her back. And you know I ain't never been messy like that. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it in your face. I want you to see what the hell I did. I ain't going to do it behind your back. I ain't going to throw a stone behind my back, behind my tail. And I went to, when I first bought my company, I called her because I wanted to share with her, you know, what I was doing. But I didn't realize that she had been doing what she was doing for so long. Now I'm in a different position because now I don't only not work for you guys, I've got contracts with you guys. But she always Uh-oh. admired my company. And one day I was at a meeting, and I saw her, and I walked up to her, and I said, hey, I've been trying to get in touch with you. How you doing? I just want to check on you and see how you doing. She said, I got rid of your number. I looked at her. I said, oh, okay. I left her alone. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> parents will act like that. That's their own stuff. And I want to say when you see somebody hiding behind their pain, they're also utilizing their defense mechanisms. So I want to give you guys some information about that. Now, with defense mechanisms, it can be projection. 
They can project their stuff onto you. It could be repression. It could be sublimination. It could be humor. There's a lot of different defense mechanisms that people will use and not even realize, and we'll say, well, they're being defensive. Not that they're being defensive. Right now their defense mechanism is to protect them from their pain because they're having problems with trusting. They're having difficulties communicating with individuals. They're having difficulties with even sharing with individuals. So now the defense mechanisms have kicked in, like the fight, flight, or freeze. So, and I know, Karen, you've been in for a long time, and your son had been playing the drums since I was his bus driver, and that was, what, 40, 30, 40 years ago? That's yes. Long, Do you know how long boy, wait a minute. He, it was, it was, it, he's been playing the drums for 35 years because he's 41, and he started, he started really playing the drums at six years old. Well, well no, 40 years ago, because... He, he started at five, so. Mm-hmm. That was, he, thank you, guys. Yeah. Yep. I'll never forget. I was his bus driver. <laughs> I came a long way, didn't I? <laughs> okay. With my pain. I okay. came a long way. Yes. 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 I want to share some information. I want to share some information. And emotionally, we talk about not only just emotionally broken, but when they have a pain, sometimes they can go through some things, present things, you start seeing things, and you start questioning, well, did I hurt you? Did I, you know, and, and even apologizing to someone. And sometimes we start talking about talking about that pain. We got to first come to a point to where we're like, you know what? I don't like how this is making me feel. I don't like what it's making me do. And I want to learn how to forgive. And I want to say that it takes practice to forgive. It really do. It takes practice. And when I heard it be said that, you know, you got to forgive, forget, we don't forget. We don't no, get no, you don't over. Forget. We get through. We get through things. That's it. And I know that they say, you know when you've gotten through something, you don't need to talk about it no more. It ain't even important no more. But if you have a friend and this person just all the time talking about my husband did this, my wife did this, my kids did this, and da 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 and every time you see them talking about the same old stuff, they done got used to that pain. Now, I want to I ask you this question because I want to throw this to you, Karen, and talking about why do we hide emotional pain. I'm looking at an article, and it talks about strong people won't let themselves cry. What do you think that's about? You ain't supposed to cry. Say that again. Strong people. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go ahead. Strong people uh-huh. don't let themselves uh-huh. cry. A lot of times, or people say, suck it up. My daughter would say to me, figure it out. When you think about that, when they, when we say, or we tell a person, what you're crying about, strong people don't cry. Oh, no, no, no. That'll kill you. That, that, that is a part of a stress combination, and that will kill you because your, your heart and your muscle can't take that. So you have mm-hmm. to you have to release this to survive there because you a, young lady, a, a young lady of 40 years old died of a stroke because of stress. She, she used to be in the service. She was a parent of three boys. What are, why are you having so much stress? 
that you're dying at 40 years old and having mm-hmm. a stroke. You cry. You cry. You let that, you let that out. <laughs> because Roy Jr.'s, Roy Jr.'s father um, cried for 90 days. Mm-hmm. He cried for he couldn't even go to work. He laid in his son's bed for 90 days, every day. Mm-hmm. He'd just go in that room. It's going to make me cry. He would go in his room and just lay there mm-hmm. and ask why. And I mean, it's not going you can get, you can, you can get through it. Now, what, was you, what else was you going to say, Karen? No, you just have to find your mechanism, your process to get it through. Mm-hmm. Everybody is made differently, and mm-hmm. they go through the stages of anger and loss differently. Now, me, yes, I had to be strong. I had we to be strong we- because his father couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So being the challenged person that I am, because of my physical, physical disability, I was talked about and ridiculed when I was a child, I'll, even though even I didn't have a brace on at the time, I was still uh, uh, ridiculed, talked about, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had a father who used to tell me, if somebody called you crippled, that means that they love you because I call you Miss Crypto Knight. So I had some kind of psychological strength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know me. I was like, you can talk about me, but I'm going to get mine. And then my grandfather. So when people, so when people make me angry, I say, okay, God is gonna get you back. I ain't gonna worry about it. But then when you disrespect me, okay, mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to remember you in my in my journal, and you won't do this again. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things, like I said, Karen, and you know some of the things that I've experienced, been through, and just like when I was doing the show yesterday, because my last husband passed away on September the 25th of a heart attack, and I'm doing the show, girl, why did it go across my screen, Byron Lewis is watching? I'm like, really? So he's watching me from the dead on Facebook? You know, and I don't know if that person did that to try to upset me or try to, you know, but, girl, I just rolled with the show because that pain, I'm good, I'm good. Now, I want to say, and we talked about, and you brought up some things in regards to what happens when you hide or suppress your pain and the emotions will come back and they're going to bite you in the butt. If you suppress it, if you hide it, if you conceal it, if you try to isolate yourself, that's what, like I said, that's why we see individuals in toxic relationships, you know, drug addictions, gambling addictions, self-mutilating behaviors. It don't help. Now, I, I don't want to mispronounce your name, but I want to say I think it's Joblet. What else do you want the listeners to know as we talk about the pain and hiding people's pain with a smile? Because sometimes, you know, I use humor. Humor is my defense mechanism. If something is bothering me, I laugh about it. I laugh at myself, you know. Like, what do you want to? What do you think about the smile? That upside down smile. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's Josette, J O Z E T T E. And I'm glad you asked me because I was going to chime in, but I was letting the young woman speak first. And see, um, I, I'm before I was real good for hiding things behind a smile because I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't have 
examples in my life to teach, properly teach me how to deal with certain things. So I did the best I knew how. But like uh, the woman was saying before, um, there's a saying about, and I mm-hmm. believe that because I've had some situations. I just laugh so hard, my belly hurting so bad. I'm just crying. It's not. And some laughter when I'm done, I feel good. But then I, uh, I had, to, I was so hard coming up. As I started began to allow God to release me of some stuff, and just like God, just take it. Even when I wasn't paying attention, I realized later, you released me of that. I had no idea. My bad. Thank you. You know, kind of thing. And I found when I let myself cry, I don't have to cry in front of people. I, I did my little, you know, my little private spot, my little uh, uh, private space, and I cry so much. I'm on my knees, on my belly. I'm asking God, why this and why that? I feel like this, this, that, and the third, da, 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 snotting and carrying on. And I feel deflated after that. And especially mm-hmm. if I did something in retaliation, and I know I wasn't supposed to do that, I'm like, oh, God, forgive me, this, this, that, and the third, da, 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 da. But then I still feel deflated after I finished mm-hmm. all those crying. So for me, the laughter and the tears became therapeutic and, and uh, medicine for me. But I hide behind the pain. Um, I would have to say I've been through some stuff to where I, I'm, I love hard. I love sincerely, and people have done me dirty. And I and I had to yell, and I started laughing. They said, "What's wrong with you?" I don't tell them, but my mind, this laughter is saving me from whooping your. Girl, girl, <laughs> you know? girl, there you go. Because you, you know what? And I'm glad I'm laughing. I can't cry. I know because mother instilled every time I think about crying. I'll never forget one time I tried to cry. The IRS was at my office, and they was asking me a bunch of questions that I didn't want to answer. So I thought I'd do like my mama, my grandmama, my auntie, because they played a damsel in distress, and my daughter was there. And I had just bought the company. And the man, the lady was like, so how many houses do you have? What what are the uh, vids, the VINs for your registra- the of your vehicles? And I'm like, I done had all this before I bought this company, and now I'm accepted to this doo-doo. So the first thing I think, I'm crying. Girl, I got to crying. I was like, I don't know. I, and I'm starting to cry. My daughter looked at me and started busting up in my face. Then I got mad. <laughs> 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 she laughed at me because I was crying. But she was, if I cry, I get really, really, I'll be ready to hurt somebody. If I start crying, you better run because somebody's going to wind up dead. Because <laughs> it ain't going to go yeah. good. Yes, yes, I will yes, laugh. Yes, yes. I'll tell people. <laughs> You better be glad I'm laughing, because I will jack you up. <laughs> All kind of stuff be going through my head. <laughs> Thank you. This laugh saved you and your mama, your dogs, your cats, and everybody else. It get me out of jail, right? <laughs> it was, uh, no, I got a co-therapist. When she first met me, she used to say, she said, you know, we ain't got no bail money. <laughs> we ain't got no bail money. <laughs> So I just be like, Lord, I, yo, whatever you going through, whatever you bother you, maybe just keep to yourself right now because you, you don't want to mess with me. You do not want to go there with me. Now, I want to share some information, and we're talking about in regards to wounds and self-referencing assumptions because sometimes we assume that people are going through things and how they feel. Don't tell a person how they feel. Sometimes in therapy, I'll even say, who hurt you? So they can give me a name. How did they hurt you? And you describe it to the best of your ability. Now, sometimes that may be a struggle because you don't want to bring these things up because it brings back a lot of memories. Even when I'm doing these shows, it brings up so many memories. It brings up things that I can reflect on, even when I'm doing therapy. And that's why I just go on da 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 because it's therapeutic for me. But you've got to learn how to release it. It's just, it's just letting it go up in the air. 
Now, when we start talking about these feelings and it talks about sometimes when you don't let that pain go and hide behind it, it's an unworthiness or feeling worthless, feeling disapproved, invalidated, or rejected. Not in, We feel that we're not being heard or listened to. Like we don't exist or we're invisible. Sometimes that pain makes people feel unloved, not cared about, unwanted, insulted, despaired, disrespected, disgusted, devalued. So there's a lot of things that, that occur. Now, I've got Lady T logging on, so let me log on Lady T because I forgot to text her. Good morning, Lady T. How you doing? I should be afternoon. How you doing, Lady T? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I am well. Now, we're talking about hiding behind your pain. Now, you know Tuesday is normally when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where we offer biblical teachings in addition to talking to a licensed marriage family therapist. But when we started talking about even, and I heard it be brought up, and um, Mama G was talking about, like, church hurt, being hurt in the church, and how painful that could be when you got to go back to church and you're looking at these folks and they just shunned you on or gave you the finger, the birdie, or whatever the case may be. But when we started talking about, we used to say that church is a hospital for sick people. A lot of wounded mm-hmm. people in the church. My mama kind of made me shy away from the church when I'm kidding. I am not first lady material, don't want to be nobody's first lady, but always preachers come my way. I'm like, really? <laughs> Even the other denominations, really? You know, but by that same token, my mother was hurt and she went to the church. Lady T, what do you see in the church in regards to people hiding behind their pain? Because you see it and you hear it and they praise and worship sometimes too. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've seen a lot and personal experience, you know, it's it's hard because you get people like, you know, there's people that are hurting in church and then they get preyed on by other people. Like if there's a hurt man, the women prey on them. It don't matter if he's married or not. That's not praying like praying for you. That's praying like you will be victimized. That's praying. And there's Thank men that pray on, yeah. And there's men that do the same. They pray on the women. They see them. They're hurting. They're burdened down, and they pray on them. And they sit there and they offer them comfort and all this. And next thing you know, it's it's a different situation. So, and mm-hmm. then these women, they see the the man of God hurting. They pray on him, knowing he got a wife, knowing there's a first lady, or knowing that there's somebody. And then they. Still knowing they got a family, but they still like Mm-mm, that's gonna be mine. That's gonna be me, and they st- and and it ruins everything because and it comes from a place of hurt because if you see somebody hurting and you ignore that, that's because you're just thinking about yourself. And if you're thinking about yourself and yourself, is you hurting too? You just don't realize that you are. Mm-hmm. And there's some thing underlining issues you haven't dealt with because mm-hmm. you you should have enough morals not to go there, especially if you're in church calling yourself a, a elder, a missionary, a, a, a pastor, a prophetess, a prophet, if you're all these titles, but you're doing everything contrary to what the Bible tells you, then who are you really? Who are you really working for? You Everything everything you do represents the enemy, but everything you say, you try to quote scripture, you try to do all that, but your actions don't line up to what you are doing in church. It don't match your shouting. It don't match your 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 word. It don't match none of that. Because when you leave there, 
you lusting and fornicating, you lying and you cheating and you manipulating and you deceiving. Girl. And all of that comes from a place of hurt. Because if you do yes. not fear God, you up there portraying like you a man or woman of God, and then you doing all kinds of stuff because you don't fear him, then, yeah, you have some underlying hurt. You have some issues, and you ain't dealt with them. Wow. You know, I was looking earlier as I was putting this show together, and there was a blogger, and the blog is indicated. She says, the pain hiding behind. And a lot of times we don't know. And, I mean, and I'm not telling individuals to go just be that transparent to where you got to go tell all your business because you don't know who can hold your, it does not have to be a secret, but you don't know. That person may not be able to help you. That person may also be, may hurt you or exploit you because of your pain, and sometimes people do that. Now, I'm looking at some information, and I want to share this because it's really interesting. It talks about eight bitter habits only people hiding their emotional pain will relate to. Because sometimes, like you said, the, being a promiscuous, the addiction, if you've been there, seen that, done that, you can relate to it. You know it when you see it. But sometimes individuals don't realize that they're acting out. They, they really don't or where it's coming from. And you try to try to love them with kindness. You've got to educate them. You've got to teach them. You've got to guide them. Sometimes that can take a lot of work. Now, this article was written by somebody by the name of Christina Inova. And one of the things she indicated, she said, sometimes the strongest people hide their deepest emotional wounds. And that's true. Because when um, the lady was talking about um, Juanita Byam, oh, that woman been through some things that we didn't even know nothing about. We didn't know where some of that shouting was coming from until we started reading her book and watching her and the things she had been through. So the strongest, yes, strongest individual mm. will hide the deepest emotional wounds. And the ones with the wildest, widest smile have experienced the most hurtful life lessons. Now, mm-hmm. when we talk about lessons and experience, that's painful. They come to true emotions and their pain because they feel no one would understand what they're going through. Even being a businesswoman, even being single, if I communicate, talk to them, they don't know. They per, per, they have their own perception of me. Their judgments, of, and I just sit down now and I just smile. I'm like, you don't even know me. You don't know nothing about me. So now. I said, I ain't telling them nothing about me. I just keep, because you you got to be mindful. you got to be mindful, okay? Now, it says here, someone who is hiding such internal emotional pain would understand, and this is what, they, what are some of the things they list. You constantly overthink every little thing. When you're in pain, right. I think of being a hypochondriac. Everything hurts, you know. Sometimes you feel like you're trapped in your own home. Your mind has become your prison. And a million things are going on in your head, tangling mm-hmm. across like other paths, making you feel helpless at times. So a person in pain, they overthink. Let me see what's your comment in regards to that, because I'm going to give each one of you guys something in regards to this, this article. They overthink every day. Yes, they do. When, when, when you're hurting, because I've been there. You do overthink everything. Everything that's said or mentioned, you start thinking about it, and then things play over and over in your head and in your mind, and you just have to be like, Lord, just give me peace, because you have to want to break from that, because like I said, I've been there, where Mm -hmm. I've rehearsed things over and over in my mind, where I've like, 
heard something or seen something, I automatically like, oh, my God, it's this, it's this, because it looks familiar. But then, you know, when you have a relationship with God, you have to go back and you have to think. That's what the enemy does. He wants to keep reminding you of things to keep you in a hurt place so you can mm-hmm. question God. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's what he wants you to do. Yeah, he's trying to get you to turn away from God and trying to get you to see, oh, he's not there for you. you he's allowing you to go through all this pain. But you just have to, you know, you have to rise above and be like, you know what, this is the enemy. This is what he always do because he don't change what he do. The mm-hmm. he may he may um the circumstance may change, but what he does don't change. What he do don't change. He do the same old stuff. He just redress it every time. Right. And we have to be says, aware of that. Mm-hmm. The next one says you try everything to try to ease your pain. Mama G, I want you to take that one because when yeah. we try. To- Ease our pain to make it feel a little better. Try to can you give the listeners some information on some of the things that people try to do to ease their pain because it may not be effective. Oh me? Oh well, I do a lot of things. Number one, I pray. Number two, I write it down, mm-hmm. and then I take a walk, and I I be talking while I'm walking. I'm like mm-hmm. Lord, you know. I tell the Lord the situation, and I say, I want to say something because I don't want to die because of the stress. So relieve this anger. Relieve me of the thought, and you take control. But then you don't let that person, because it took me a while, because every time I saw that person, I'm ready to say, how could you do that to my son? Because my son mentally can't protect himself. I have to be his protector. Then I said, well, God, you paid off it. You're protecting. And so now, I, now when I see that person, I don't, I don't see him. He doesn't exist to me. Mm-hmm. But you have, to, you have to take those steps. You have to cry about it if you're a crier. Write it down. Talk it. First, cry, pray. Write it down, talk about it, and leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Get it off, get it off your mind. Now, somebody we we ask you about it, you calmly can talk about it like me now. I mean, mm-hmm. a year ago, every time I thought about it, I was ready to cut. And I'm a Christian, but I was like, oh no, Jesus, take that other Karen away from me, please. Now I can talk about it and say it's his loss. Mm-hmm. His his loss away. Because God is not pleased with what you did to my son. Mm-hmm. I know that for a fact. And so you're going to have to, God is going to remind you of what you did to his son. To one of his mm-hmm. You don't have to think words. You don't have, you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I thought about you try everything to ease your pain, it kind of took me back to my younger years, and mine was food. I would just, I was, I would hide behind food. I didn't want people to think that I was cute, attractive, or anything like that. So I kind of just ate, 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 ate. And it's, and it wasn't that I was an overeater. I just always wanted food around me. And it's crazy because my cousin that came in and made something. It's twelve o'clock. I haven't had nothing to eat. I, when I last checked, I was down seven pounds. I don't know what I'm down today. But it, it's crazy because I got to the point where I said, you know what? 
I ain't going to let food be that demon no more. I'm not going to let it be where I got to just go kiss on the eat. Let's go here. Let's go there. Let's go. No. I'm going to embrace my beauty. I'm going to share my intellect. I'm going to let Jeanette be Jeanette and not try to hide behind food and try to run men off by them thinking every time I, they want to take me out, I want to go to the buffet. Yeah, yeah. I tell them, I'm going to buy ticket. I got my own money. I can buy what I want to eat. Wouldn't even eat all the food, but I would do that. And I did not realize for a long time that that was my way of trying to ease my pain because I didn't want to do the drugs and the alcohol because I didn't want to be under the influence, but it was food. So if you're trying to do things to self-medicate, self-harm, turn it to Jesus. One of the things that Karen is talking about is called read, write, and burn. And I'm not saying just burn and start a fire, but you can read it, you can write it, you can tear it up. Hi, Karen. You know, you can call too, Cujo. I see you on there, girl. But uh, read, write, and burn, or read, write, tear it up. But once you, you got to let it out. Let that pain out. Yeah. It'll, let it kill out. it'll kill you. It'll kill you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It'll kill you. Now, the next one, yeah. Christine, I want you to take this one. Excuse me, Miss Jeanette? Yes. Miss Jeanette? I have to do my honeydew list now. I got I got called and and they're ready for me to go do my honeydew list that my husband has given me a list to do. So it's been well, wonderful. I have a show one at seven o'clock on Sunday. YouTube ask Mama G. Please listen and please pray and keep yourself safe. Amen. Yeah. Talk to you soon. It's about to drive me crazy, but I haven't forgot that we're supposed to do lunch, so lunch or dinner. So we will definitely do that. Okay, I'm trying to log you in. You don't want to be brought in. Now let me do it. I'm trying to bring her in. Okay, so, all right, Karen, I'll talk to you later, all right? Karen, it won't let me. Okay, send invite. Okay, it's adding you on now, Karen. Okay, so, Christina. You try to keep your mind occupied. What you want the listeners to know about that one? Because sometimes individuals say, I want to be busy. And they say busy is like being under Satan's workshop. But do being busy really help with your pain? Christina? Are you talking to me? I don't know which Christina yes. you're talking to. I don't know if there's one or two. Okay. What about busy? You try to keep busy to keep your mind occupied. Do you think that really right. helps with your pain? Let me say this right quick. I was logging no. you in because it said that you wanted to be brought in, so I was trying to bring you on to Facebook. But, Karen, you can call yeah. in at 516-387-1914 if you do want to join in on the show. That way they can hear you, but they don't have to see you. Okay? So, Christina. You try to keep your mind occupied. Is that very effective with trying to get rid of your pain, hiding behind your pain, just being no. busy? No. Not no. I mean, it, it, it's something that takes care of it for the, a little while while you're busy, but mm-hmm. when you're done being busy, it's still going to be there. Oh, there it is. Temporary fix. It's a temporary fix. And some people say, well, I'm just going to stay busy. I'm just keeping my mind occupied. Mm-mm. That could be a problem. Yeah, they think if they're busy, and I've done that, and try to keep myself busy. And um, I think you know that when my husband was passing and he's sick, you know, I kept myself very busy. But 
Um, I don't, I didn't think at the time it was to help cover the pain, but it probably mm-hmm. was, but it was also to make sure that everybody else was okay and try to mm-hmm. cover their pain, but it also at the same time cover mine. Mm-hmm. There it is. Let me say this real quick. Corinne, the number is on the Facebook, but it's 516-387-1914. So, callers, you can listen to the show if you're watching it Facebook Live. If you're not available right now, you can listen to it later in demand by clicking on the link. You can listen to today's episode as well as previously recorded episodes by just clicking on the link. You can only call in while the show is live. Otherwise, Long Talk Radio, I don't know what it'll send you to. The next one it talks about, and I'm going to give this one to you, God bless. And it talks about these are habits. Because people, we, we just, we, we're creatures of habits. These are things that we do when we're feeling some kind of way because we don't know what to do. The fourth one it says is you're afraid of being honest. Did you struggle with being honest in the beginning in regards to hiding your pain? Jazlette? Are you talking to me, me? I'm talking to Jazlette, number ending in 80. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, in the beginning, before, let me close this door. My grandson doing the most. In the beginning, before I discovered what was going on with me, um, it was I would hide my pain through like you know you hit me I was you know eating and stuff like well can you rephrase the question I'm so sorry my brain went to the left when I got up off, off the chair. These are habits that individuals do when they're hiding their pain and they don't even realize it. And one of them okay, is yeah. your so, fear of being honest, meaning I don't yeah, want nobody okay. to tell me things. You know I've I've seen shows where just recently I was watching the show cousin what was we watching? Yes. Can't think of it. Hard. <laughs> with a bunch of women, and all of these women had pain, different types of pain. Their pain showed in their behavior. Their pain exhibited itself through their friendship, and it was a really interesting movie. But sometimes when we talk about when people are in pain, they're afraid of being honest. And I think part of the being honest is maybe you might reject me. Maybe you may not accept me. Maybe you may not understand. And one of the things in the movie that we was watching Harlem, there was a lady on there, and um, she was she, she was gay, but when she went to the hospital because of stress, they said her husband had signed some papers, and her friends were mad. Like, you had a husband, and you never told her you had a husband. So sometimes part of that pain will make a person afraid to be honest. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask well, you about that because some people struggle with that. Well, and, and I believe they do. But for me, I have to say I was crying out to be heard. I was crying out to be healed. I was crying out to be delivered, and I didn't know how to go about it because of all the nonsense I was raised in. So I had lack of trust. But so for me, I was open book. Where, where my damage came in, that came that, 
you know, you don't you don't ask, you don't tell, or you don't tell all your business, or it's too much information. I'm like, well, for me to tell everything I was going through, how I was feeling, my wan wan. But you ask me a question, you don't get to tell me how to answer. So if you ask me how I'm feeling, and I tell you how I'm feeling, and I tell you who did it, and if it, whether it was provoked or not, then you tell me, oh, well. Uh, you shouldn't have told me that. Like, what you asked for? Because for me, I'm so honest, people have to shut me down. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you don't understand. My honesty, my openness, it heals me, especially if I know I wasn't the one who did the dirt. Now, I might, I will confess, because I'm like, why? I can't lie to man. If I can't lie to God, why am I going to lie to man? I ain't got to lie to you. So I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what I did, how I did it. Yes, I did it. It was out of retaliation. I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. So for me, um, for others, it may not be that way. They, they may be ashamed because people will talk about them or they'll judge them. Oh, I understand that. But for me, I'm an open book. I tell it all because if you judge me, shame on you. There you go. There you go. I like that. That's I how like I live that. my life. So, it's, yeah. You can't hold it and you don't get it, so now you want to have your own opinions of something you don't even know nothing about. I like that. Yeah. The next one, ladies, <laughs> I'm going to ask you this one. And these are some of the things they're talking about habits. These are habits that people don't even realize that they may even be doing it, but they're habits that occur when people hide their pain. This one says you have mental breakdowns when you're alone. When you by yourself, you're Mm -hmm. afraid because you're in pain. What do you want the listeners to know about that? Because you're bottling up your emotions, you pretend everything is going well, and when you finally get to sit by your tail, you just break down. You talking to me? Yes, Lady T. Oh, oh yeah. That that's what I'm saying. All this is true because I've been there and done that, and it is so true. You don't think, you don't believe nothing, or you don't know nothing until it happens to you, really, or you see somebody go through it, and. I feel like that for a certain person. Jeanette know who I'm talking about? I feel like he, he do that. You you act all big and, and grand on stage, but then when you by yourself, I believe it's some things going on because it happened to me. I went through that. But you know what? I, I thank God that I went through it and he pulled me out of it and I didn't stay in it long, you know. I didn't feel sorry for myself. I didn't get bitter. I didn't get angry. I didn't get frustrated. You know what I mean? And because you do, when you're alone, when you're with people, you're happy, you're laughing, you're sad. But once you get by yourself, you think about all the things that have happened, how you've been done wrong, how you've been mistreated, how you've disrespected, how you've lied. You think about all those things, and it brings you down, and it makes you sad, and it makes you hurt. You think about the kids you had that suffered or, you know, your family members that suffered, the people that, you know, got hurt in behind it, you know. You think about all that, and you're like, wow. Why is this happening? And then you break down. But then after God, you talk to God and you pray and he reminds you who he is and he lets you know why certain things happen and why we got to go through things because he never promised we wouldn't. Then we'll start to see see it from a different standpoint. We'll start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and we'll start to realize, okay, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm better. Yeah. And I, I like can that. make it through this. Got you. Can they say if God could bring you? To it, he can bring you through it. And sometimes you are to be a testimony to other people. Okay, Christina, this one. You try your best to make other people happy. Sometimes when people are hide behind their pain, they do their best to make other people happy. What do you think on that, Miss Christina? 
Christina. I'll be right there. I'm sorry. I have a, I'm right in the middle of something. I'll be right back. No problem. I'll answer it for you. So what happens is sometimes when people are hurt, they will do their best to cover up their pain by giving by doing for other people, for trying to be there for other people because they feel that nobody is there for them. And then what happens is they still get hurt in the long run because then they get upset when they don't get back what they've done for other people. And that leads to individuals that hide behind their pain, may present themselves as people pleasers, or they get to the point where they become overly positive, like things doesn't happen. But the sooner or later you will figure out the best way to overcome your struggles and fight your pain to get some help. Now, I know we done ran out of time, but I want to talk about getting some help. We talk about getting help, I know that it's very frustrating. I know that people in the military, they go through things. People are losing their jobs now because of COVID and vaccines and we're operating in fear and all of this stuff is, is bringing about some type of pain. But you've got to have somebody to talk to, somebody that you can bounce some things off of, some, somebody that you can share some things with and feel safe. You want to feel safe so you don't have to hide behind your pain anymore. If you, are, if you have medical insurance, your medical insurance will provide you with individual counseling. Some individuals say, I want a counselor of color. I want someone that's in my culture. You can find that. Just Google it. Google it. The Internet is great when it comes to resources even as far as YouTubing and getting information. There's a lot of good information out there as well as bad information. But you can utilize your mental health insurance to get individual counseling sessions. You can also receive family counseling sessions if you want to connect with, if it's a child that's causing you pain or a spouse that's causing you pain or a relative, you can engage in family counseling services. Now, family counseling is a little bit more expensive than if a person trying to get individual that's out of pocket, but if you are employed, you can utilize what's called EAP, Employee Assistance Program, free, confidential, no cost to the person or the dependent or their spouse. They have it so convenient now to do telehealth, like we're doing the Zoom and on Facebook and all that. You can do it counseling that way. You can also text. You know, some individuals are into texting and emailing, but find a way to do your USA. Let it go. Don't carry that stuff. We're in the month of December. January is right around the corner. Don't carry that pain no more. Let it go. Let it go. So, Javlet, what do you want the listeners to know as we end the show today? Yes, ma'am. Were you talking to me? Yes. What do you want to let the listeners know okay. before we end? Um, yeah, um, I was going to say, because as you all were talking, and we were talking about prayer, and I found this song. I can't recall what it is, but the young lady said, um, if you're going to pray, don't doubt. And if you're going to doubt, don't pray. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing is, when you're going through some stuff, if you want the help, then seek the help. But then don't complain if you don't get the help, if you don't seek the help. That's how I'm feeling. And then mm-hmm. um, I like when you said how we, I want people of, you know, we want people of culture when we want therapy. Because so I've had therapy oftentimes, and I thought I just couldn't handle it, couldn't cope. I'd give it to God, but then once I'm idle, my brain going to the left and to the right. And I too often would get interns of different colors, and they, all they wanted to put me on drugs. You know, I'm like, no, I don't want no drugs. I just want to be able to talk and cope, and I might be a little bit um, – 
experience or I might be able to, you know, already cope. But there ain't nothing wrong with talking to somebody. But then you've got those people you talk to, they tell all your business. You can't tell everybody everything. You've got to know who to talk to, when to talk to, what to say, you know, who, to, you, know, who you can trust because you've got moles and church gossip, and that makes you, you know, say, well, oh, I'm all right when they say what's wrong with you, and you didn't told the all right lie. You ain't all right, but you just can't trust You can't tell them. You know, so I suggest we all just pray if necessary and ask God to lead the right person with understanding who can understand what we're going through and we can talk to them and they can give us advice and maybe, hey, even pray at the end of the session, not just this, that, and the third, two, up, spit you out, and then you like, what the heck just happened here? I could have kept this phone call. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? Pray for a fine person to cover you as you're going through, and I think we'd be all right. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, I tell individuals, even as a therapist, I didn't ask to be a therapist. That was not my field. I thought I was going to be an attorney and retire as a judge. My thing was law. I was not trying to be doing to be in a, doing therapy. But God put me in that position. I, I I appreciate it. I'm obedient. I do what I'm supposed to do. But I tell my clients, I have a very strong discernment. It's not what you say. It's what you don't tell me. I'm going to pick up on too. But for some reason, they feel comfortable. It's like they get diarrhea at the mouth. They know I'm firm, I'm fair, but I'm consistent. One thing I'm not going to do is lie. If I don't know, I'm going to tell you I don't know, but we can try to figure it out. So one of the things, and sometimes on my show, I get old clients that call that have been knowing me for years because I've been doing therapy for over 20 years because they felt that they could trust me, but it's not about me. So not about me. But it's the God in me because I saw people's pain. I can feel, I'm not an empath, but I get it. And even if I don't get it, I'm going to listen to you. But if you don't want my help, I'm not going to continue to waste my time, but I get the resistance. But I want people to know, don't give up on you. Don't give up on you. And you got to learn, and like you were talking about with God, you can't give it to God, take it back, give it to God, take it back. We'll do that. God, I want you to take care of it right now, but don't do all of it, Lord. Just, 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 just do it a little bit, Lord. I just want to be able to just, just take away a little bit of the pain, but some of this other mess I still want. You can't be like that. You can't be conflicted. And one of the things that I do, and I want to listen to know, I listen to gospel music. Girl, gospel music be setting me free. As you guys were talking, I was singing the songs of creating me a clean heart, and it could have been me, and, you know, all of these things. And the girl, uh, my favorite one, one with Hezekiah Walker, he favored me. So some of these things that we go through, we're supposed to go through it. But that doesn't mean it's supposed to kill us. So I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Club Talk Radio. And, Javette, I enjoyed you. I appreciate I you. I enjoy this. Whatever you want to. Yeah. If there's a topic you want to talk about, let me know. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Sure will. Thank you very <laughs> much. To you, ma'am. Okay. Jeanette? You guys, what did you say? I wanted to ask you a question. I'm sorry I couldn't answer the question about hiding your pain. I didn't hear everything I had to say because I had an interruption. About hiding your well, pain my, by helping others. Hiding your pain by trying to help other people. Yeah, that people do that, and I've done that. I think I, if I keep myself busy, you know, and I help other people, I don't have to pay attention to any kind of pain. But the pain's still there. It doesn't matter. I mean, like I said, when you get done helping or doing whatever you're doing, the pain still comes back, whether and you have to deal with it. And 
you know, what I've been told is that, and as a therapist, you probably will tell me that, you know, it takes time to get through a pain when you lose somebody. Right. It's a process. Mm -hmm. It is a process, and it is a journey. And the thing is this. One of the things that we do, we cannot change what happened to us, but we can change how we react and respond to it. We change our perception of it. So when somebody makes those what I've done and where I've been and who I was, yeah, that's who I am today. I can laugh at that now. I can't erase it. I can't take back those things, but it's not who I am today. So I'm not going to let nobody keep me stuck and trapped in vain. That I'm not going to (laughs) do. I'm not going to give you my power. Don't be in the back. Pain can be power. You ain't getting my power. (laughs) That you do not. So again, joining me Monday, I think I want to talk about the social media stuff because we got a lot of stuff going on with. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's just so much. We need some etiquette on there because people are just all over the place when it comes to social media. So I want to talk about that. So if you have any other topics, like I said, I am so easy to find. You can just put in Jeanette Abney. I will pop up all over the Internet. If you want my phone numbers, I don't really like giving my phone numbers out, but you'll get my number if you Google my name. So, again, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your day. Stay blessed. Thank you. You too, ma'am. I'm blessed. You too. Yes, ma'am. Bye. Bye, ladies. You know what, cousin? This is so much fun.